Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Buster Rhymes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Charlie Watts, Selena Gomez, Daniel Craig, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Here's today's STEM tip. Make your selfies look even better with science. Take your pics at golden hour right before the sun sets. The wavelengths made by the atmosphere create a perfect golden light for that beautiful face of yours. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's Again, 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Also, we're on Facebook. Like our page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14. That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O. And the number 14, you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gives. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly sunny 91 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. So how is everybody doing on this Wednesday? You know, it's hump day, and as usual, you know, it's almost time for the weekend. But as usual, we got a lot to talk about. This week, we're going to be talking about uh, Buster Rhymes. Uh, he made a rant that went viral this week about blasting the mass mandate. Uh, he had a show, and he got emotional and started going off. So we're going to be talking about that. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, Arnold Schwarzenegger went on a rant about anti-maskers and how he lost a endorsement from a supplement company because he called um, he he kind of told Americans to screw their freedoms because of the mask wearing. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, uh, we're going to be remembering Rolling Stone drummer Charlie Watts. He uh, passed away at the age of 80. Um, you know, he's been a longtime member of the Rolling Stones. And Selena Gomez, um, there's a lot of talk where she's thinking about retiring from music. But uh, she wants to set the record straight because she feels that she's going to focus more on acting. And if things doesn't work out, she's going to give the music thing one more try. But if it doesn't work out, she might retire from music. So we'll see how that goes. And also, uh, Daniel Craig, No Time to Die, the, the release of the movie, the 007 movie, James Bond movie, is getting ready to come out. And we finally find, found the real reason why Daniel Craig said that he's done playing 007. So let's get started. Um, Buster Rhymes. Uh, had a rant about mass. Uh, it went viral this week after he blasted the mass mandate on stage. Uh, he went on a rant against the pandemic, and he was saying a lot of going off. He was very emotional, and I'm, I'm just going to give you, uh, let you hear what he. Said. And just to warn you, there's a little profanity in there, but this is what he said at this uh, at his at one of his shows. 
this is my second show in front of human life. Yeah. In the last 15 fucking months. COVID could suck a dick. All these little weird ass government policies and mandates suck a dick. Trying to take our civil liberties away. Feels good to be back outside. We outside for real. It's called the God-given right of freedom, right? No human being supposed to tell you you can't even breathe freely. Fuck your mask. I'm not saying. Some of y'all might feel differently, but fuck your mask. I can't ram you with a mask on. You can't eat food with a fucking mask on. You can't even see each other smile with a mask on. Damn, yo. I come from a time where before I used to even want to holler at a chick, I used to have to do shit with my face to let her know that I'm into her. All of that energy gets blocked when your mask is on. Energy is important. And we are all conductors of fucking good energy. We also gotta be clear when a motherfucker trying to give you bad energy. You can tell from only the expression on their face. I wanna see your face. Fuck your man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I got a little political and shit. I, I, I miss my people. We gotta talk. We can party, but we gotta talk. We gotta communicate. We gotta establish new understandings. Fuck that. I ain't going through that shit again. And make sure y'all prepare too. If anything came out of this motherfucker, was a lot of learning. I learned so much shit in this little time on. Thank you for the one thing that came good out of this fucking shutdown. I have become more empowered. All right, that is the uh, rant that he was talking about that went viral this week about blasting the mass mandate on stage. Now, let me remind you that Buster Rhymes, I think late fall last year, had a health scare where uh, he was talking to CNN Van Jones about how he developed uh, some abnormal tissue growth in his throat. And the doctors told him that uh, that the pulp had grew so big that it had blocked 90% of his breathing passage. And if the doctor had sent him home that night and if he had slept under the AC and caught a cold, and that last ten percent, that that and that lasts about ten percent of the breathing of you know the your breathing passage get blocked up, that he was going to die. So if he had went home and he caught a cold from sitting sleeping under the AC, and his passage got blocked, he would have not had made it. Now he, this is a man who had a health issue and he had an issue with his breathing. The last thing you would have thought that he would would make a comment like this, okay? And the reason why we are back outside, like he put it, is because people like me are wearing masks and they're getting vaccinated and they help bringing the numbers down compared to last year. Had we followed his advice, more people would be dead. And see, and this is the problem that we're talking about when it comes to certain celebrities, certain artists. They're putting out misinformation that's going to get people to die. And it it leads to the discussion, should we take advice from entertainers like Buster Rhyme or any artist or any person that's in the entertainment business that's putting out misinformation? Because what he is saying, you know, Without the mask, he wouldn't have that crowd that's cheering on that idiotic comment. I mean, that's his opinion, but but if we didn't have the mask mandate, if we didn't have the mask and social distancing and washing our hands, he wouldn't have a crowd right now. 
And if you watch the video, you see the tears coming down his eye because that was the first time he was on stage in a long time. And, and, and it's becoming a pattern with a lot of these artists that when they perform for the very first time after being locked up, cooped up for a year, and they're back on stage for the first time, it's an emotional thing because it is emotional to see people and to look them in their faces and look them in their eyes and to talk with them because after a grueling year and a half. But for you to say those kind of things, and then you have most of your fans are African-American. And African Americans are dying from this disease at an alarming rate. So for you to say those things to your fans who have looked up to you, who have supported you, who bought your music, and they're mostly African American, and we're dying from this much more than any other ethnic group, you're wrong as that wrong could be. So, you know, we got to stop taking advice from these entertainers that come out and say these crazy things that just that has nothing to do with what they're saying they don't follow the science and they don't if if I didn't even know any better I would say that you know that there's some kind of political association to what he's saying you know maybe Buster Rhymes is a Republican who knows but you know, for him to say things like that to anti-mask, the reason why you have a crowd to talk to and express your opinion is because of the mask, that we had to follow a mandate, that we had to go get the vaccination shots. Because a lot of venues, they're not, you can't, you can't even go see a show or a play or a concert without being vaccinated. And then these, and people are cheering this. So it's it's getting it's just crazy. Now on the other side of the spectrum, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger. He went on a rant against anti-maskers that cost at least one corporate sponsor at his upcoming bodybuilding competition in Columbus, Ohio. The Terminator star and former governor of California addressed the severity of the pandemic during an interview with CNN early this month, calling Americans who are opposed to wearing face masks smucks. And he also say, quote, screw your freedom. The company Redcon One, a sports supplement company, announced last week that they were pulling out from sponsoring next month's Arnold Classic bodybuilding competition over Schwarzenegger dangerous and they claim dangerous and anti American comments. Now, this is what Redcon One said. They said, quote, it's with heavy heart and some genius sadness that Redcon One has decided to discontinue any and all support for the Arnold Classic and other Arnold-related events around the world. Redcon One founder Aaron Singerman, this is what he wrote on Instagram. Excuse me. And although... Singerman said that Redcon One had been a sponsor of Arnold Classic for nearly a decade. The founder said that his company is a patriotic, pro-freedom brand that supports freedom of choice. Anyone who says screw your freedom is un-American. Now, during the interview with CNN, um, the retirement uh, retired uh, U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Weinman said on August 11 that Schwarzenegger called out Americans who are still in denial about the COVID-19 pandemic. And he's right. You know, there's a virus out here. It's killing people. And the only way we can prevent it is to get vaccinated, wear masks, do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just think about. And this is what Arnold Schwarzenegger said, quote, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw, no, screw your freedom. You have the freedom to wear no mask, but you know something. You're a smug for not wearing a mask because you are supposed to protect your fellow American around you, unquote. Now, days after the interview, Schwarzenegger addressed the criticism he received for his statement in an op-ed for The Atlantic. And while he stands by his position on the matter, he said he might have gone too, a bit too far. And this is what he said. He said, quote, I admit calling people smucks and saying screw your freedom was a little 
much even if I stand by the sentiment, but there's nothing that I'm more passionate about than keeping America great, and it's the only subject that can make me lose my temper, unquote. So here we have Buster Rhymes against Mass, and we have Arnold Schwarzenegger for Mass. Now, both are a little wrong in a sense, but Arnold Schwarzenegger shouldn't have said what he said, but he is absolutely right. We cannot return back to normal if people are not taking this seriously. And if I was Arnold Schwarzenegger, if Redcon 1 feels that I'm not the right fit, then, he, hey, I'm moving on. All money is not good money, you know? Because I'm passionate about people taking care of one another, respecting one another, and and thinking about people's health. So, so here we got two men at different ends of the spectrum, and they 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 they're just you know passionate about what they believe. But we're in a pandemic. And people are dying. And this Delta variant is not going nowhere. It's just getting worse. Right now we got 16 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you listen to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you'd like to comment about any of the show stories today, you can go ahead. The chat room is now open, or if you want to call in and make your comment known out uh, out on the air, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Be serious about it. Don't be calling up here pranking or being silly. Take it seriously because we only got an hour. Um our uh, Rolling Stone drummer, uh, Charlie Watts, this, the very stylish stick man known as the steady uh, engine of the British band through a half century of rock superstardom, he has died at the age of 80. Uh, Watts, whose virtuoso styling ranged from jazz to hard-driving rock and roll, he passed away peacefully in his London hospital early uh, today, surrounded by family. Uh, this is according to a spokesperson. Uh, Watts announced earlier this month that he would not be able to join the Stones' pandemic postponed no-filter tour in 2021 because an unidentified medical procedure led to a longer-than-expected recovery. Now, Watts said he didn't want to disappoint fans with another cancellation, so he asked his great friend Steve Jordan to stand in for him. And known for his sharply tailored suits and his bemused smile, uh, Watts became the backbone of the Rolling Stone rhythm section when he joined forces with Mick Jagger and Richards and Brian Jones, Ian Stewart, and Bill Wyman in 1963. He described the group Genesis as white blocks from England playing black American music, but they went on to create their own instantly recognizable classic Beloved by Millions. Born to a working-class family in 1941, Watts spent the early part of his childhood in a London district destroyed by German bombs in World War II. He received his first drum kit as a Christmas gift from his parents in 1955, and he played along with the jazz records he collected. He showed an uh, affinity for art in school, and he appeared destined for a career in graphic design when he started playing drums in local clubs. Uh, he ultimately agreed to join the Stones after Jones, the band leader at the time, successfully badgered him to leave his uh, spot in a group, Blue Incorporated, and um, he, at, that, he Watts, at one time wasn't a fan of the fame that followed, shying away from the flashy display of the stage risers at concerts and telling The Guardian that he found it nerve-wracking when uh, screaming fans used to sh- chase him in public. He focused on the music instead and leading his uh, impeccable timing to everything from the uh, concert stables of Brown Sugar to the highly instrumental jazz inspired Can You Hear Me Knocking? Can't You Hear Me Knocking? Uh, Richard called Watts the key to the band's steadfast success, saying that when he sometimes tried to rattle Watts by suddenly changing the beat of a song on stage, Watts was unflappably and simply changed it back. 
uh, Watts, who was ranked number 12 on Rolling Stone magazine of 100 greatest drummer of all time, listed in 2016, maintained his reputation as the calmest and coolest Stone member by finding contentment with his private life. He married his longtime wife, Shirley Ann Shepard, in 1964. After meeting her before, he was catapulted into the spotlight. They shared a daughter by the name of Serafina and a love of tending horses on their country estate in Devon, England. And though he uh, successfully navigated the pitfalls and the hard-parting ways of rock and roll celebrity for most of his life, he privately struggled with heroin addiction in the mid-1980s that he overcame with the help of his wife. So, uh, yeah, and there was a lot of outpouring from celebrities, from Paul McCartney, from his band members, um, you know. And, and, you know, when I look at the Rolling Stones and, and when they were talking about it, and I remember they were talking about this tour and how all of the members have aged and they're still doing their thing. You know, they were one of the few rock and roll bands that were still around, still playing together, aging gracefully together, and now we lost one member. So uh, uh, I'd like to say rest in peace, Charlie Watts, very, uh, very distinguished gentleman. Um, he's very quiet, very debonair, and uh, may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Selena Gomez doesn't think she'll ever quit music, despite saying that she may retire earlier this year. The uh, songstress insists she had no plans to stop working on her own music after previously revealing she might retire from music to focus on acting and producing work. She said, quote, I don't think I'll ever quit making music. I'm not saying I want a Grammy. I just feel like I'm doing the best I can, and it's all about me. Sometimes that can really get to me. She just released her first Spanish-language record earlier this year, and she admits it was a challenge. She told Elle magazine, quote, I think speaking in Spanish is a lot easier than singing. I made sure that I didn't look like a fool. I focused so hard on making sure that the language I was speaking and the way I was speaking it was authentic. I wanted it to exude love, to talk about pain, but in a way that was confident. She said there's a song about girls saying goodbye to things that aren't good for us, unquote. Earlier this year, Selena confessed that it was hard to keep doing music when people didn't necessarily take her seriously. She said she had a moment when she was like, what's the point? Why do I keep doing this? She said, Lose You to Love Me was, was, was the best song she ever released, and for some, for some people it still wasn't enough. And this is what she also said, quote, I think there are a lot of people who enjoy my music, and, that's for, and for that I'm so thankful. For that, I'm keep, I, for that I keep doing, but I think the next time I do an album, it'll be different. I want to give it one last try before I maybe retire music. Uh, Daniel Craig bailed on playing action hero James Bond because he felt that he was getting too old to bounce back from the scary stunts required for the role. The Brit makes his fifth and final appearance as 007 in No Time to Die, the release of which was postponed several times during the COVID pandemic, and he has now overtaken the late Sir Roger Moore's record as the longest-serving Bond with 15 years in the tuxedo. But the star realized he was getting a bit long in the tooth for the part after struggling with injuries while playing the very athletic spy. He lost two teeth on his first outing as Bond in 2006 Casino Royale, sliced off a fingertip filming 2008 Quantum of Solace, and fractured his ankle on No Time to Die. No Time to Die will open in theaters on September 30, 2021, following its premiere at London's Royal Albert Hall on September 28th. And a woman who was once publicly defending R. Kelly against allegations of abuse as one of his girlfriends continued testifying anonymously against the singer on Tuesday, describing their volatile relationship at what it was like being one of his multiple live-in girlfriends. 
Wishing to be identified only as Jane, the woman testified Monday that she was a 17-year-old high schooler who dreamed of becoming an R&B recording artist when she met Kelly in 2015. She told the court he promised to keep help her in her career only to sexually abuse her. Now, Jane is the eighth witness to testify in the federal case against Kelly at his trial, which began last week in Brooklyn, New York. Kelly faces racketeering and sex trafficking charges and has pleaded not guilty. She testified she spent five years with the singer as one of his girlfriends who lived and traveled with him. Now, Jane testifies she and other girlfriends were expected to address Kelly as daddy, that she would face punishment, including spankings, beating, and being forced to make uh, very embarrassing videos if she disobeyed him, and that he controlled what she was allowed to talk about with her family, friends, and even with other women in his inner circle. An attorney for Kelly has not commented on Jane's testimony on Tuesday. And uh, the official title of the Matrix 4 movie has finally been revealed. Uh, During a presentation at the CinemaCon in Las Vegas on Tuesday, Warner Brothers announced that the new and fourth installment of the sci-fi action film franchise is called The Matrix Resurrection. There's no word on when the trailer will be available online. Meanwhile, the movie is slated to hit theaters and stream on HBO Max simultaneously starting from December 22nd. Lena Wachowski directed the film, which features Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Neil Patrick Harris, Jada Pinkett Smith, Lambert Wilson, Daniel Bernhardt, Priyanka Chopra, and Christina Ricci, among others. Right now, we have here uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, Nick Cordero. He was the Broadway actor who uh, died last July after battling COVID-19. Well, since Broadway, the Broadway productions are getting ready to open up, uh, the person that uh, played the role of Earl, which was uh, Nick Cordero, they're getting ready to reference him in a very special way. I'll tell you more about it. Uh, Post-star Billy Porter is getting ready to step behind the camera to direct a queer teen comedy. I'll tell you more about it. And Josh Duhamel is joining Renee Zellwinger in a limited true crime TV series. And uh, Mayam Balik is stepping up as a temporary Jeopardy host after the resignation of previously announced presenter Mike Richards. And Betty, the HBO show, which has been on season uh, on air for two seasons, um, it has been canceled. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have here uh, 27 minutes or left remaining in the show. That was new music from Kenny Lattimore in Pressure. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about Nick Cordero. Uh, he's being honored by the Broadway show Waitress. The late actor who died in July of 2020 after battling COVID-19 played the role of Earl in the original Broadway production of the hit musical in 2016, and his song Live Your Life is being referenced in a special way. As reported by BroadwayWorld.com, the diner chalkboard on stage will include Live Your Life Pie, named after the musical number, when the show comes to the Ethel Barrymore Theater from September 2nd until January 9th of 2022. Nick widow Amanda Klutz played tribute to her late husband last month on the first anniversary of his death. Pose star Billy Porter is stepping behind the camera to direct a queer teen comedy called To Be Real. The actor and singer is currently working on his feature filmmaking debut, What If, and his next film for Amazon Studio will be about three friends from the LGBTQ community who escape their hometown for an insane, often divisive, but ultimately fierce Pride Weekend in New York City. And this is according to Variety. Gabrielle Union will produce through her I Have Another Company. Porter and Ryan Shiraki, who has written the original script, will executive produce. Casting details have not yet been released. Um, But it's also a very busy time for Billy, who will also be, um, he will compete for a primetime Emmy Award next month after uh, scoring his third nomination for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for his Pose character, Pray tell, he won a Emmy for the role in 2019. Uh, in other news, uh, Billy will reunite with R&B singer Legacy in a revival of The Life. The 51-year-old actor will direct and adapt the 1997 Broadway musical for the upcoming season of Encores at New York City Center from March 16th to the 20th, while the 49-year-old actress will tackle the role of Sanja. Now, let me tell you... Um, my husband and I saw this show back in 1997 called The Life. 
And I tell you, it was one of the, one of the best shows I've seen in a long time on Broadway. And um, it was only short-lived, but the acting and the singing was incredible. So when I heard that Billy uh, Porter was going to be doing, uh, when they were going to be reuniting with my other favorite R&B singer, Legacy, to revive this play, I got excited. So uh, I just can't wait because I just might, Hopefully, if everything goes well, I might go and see that show again. It was incredible, incredible. Uh, Josh Duhamel uh, is joining uh, Renee Zellwinger in the limited true crime TV series, The Thing About Pam. The upcoming drama is based on the bizarre real-life case of Betsy Faria, whose husband, Russ, was convicted of her brutal murder despite insisting on his innocence. Now, Zellwinger will play this scheming Pam Hupp, who sought to frame Russ, while Duhamel will play the uh, defense attorney. The case, which was covered in several episodes of Dateline, became one of the news magazine's most popular topic of all time. The 2019 Dateline podcast, also called The Thing About Pam, was one of iTunes' most downloaded shows. The TV series will air on NBC. And uh, Mayam Balik, uh, she is stepping up as a temporary Jeopardy host after the resignation of previous announced presenter Mike Richards. Balik was uh, tapped earlier this month to front primetime and spinoff series of the popular TV game show and has now been asked to serve as temporary MC of the daytime series. Richard, who remains an executive producer of Jeopardy, resigned as host after offensive remarks from his podcast resurfaced last week. The Big Bang series uh, star is currently scheduled to take three weeks of episode when production resumed this week. Additional guest hosts will be announced as the search for a permanent host resumes. Those in the running to take over the coveted job full-time after the death of beloved host Alec Trebek last year include fan favorites like Star Trek actor LeVar Burton and past contestant Ken, uh, Ken Jennings. It is not known if they or any of the other recent guest hosts are still in the running for the job. And uh, Betty has been canceled after two seasons at HBO. That's what Variety has confirmed. Created by Crystal Mosell, uh, Betty is a teen comedy series based on Mosell's critical acclaimed 2018 film Skate Kitchen. Uh, it follows the lives of an all-girl group of skateboarders as they navigate the male-dominant sport. Now, Betty stars uh, was uh, Dee Dee Lovelace as Janae Cabrina, Adams as uh, Honey Bear, uh, Nina Moran as Kurt, uh, Ajani Russell as Indigo, and Rachel Vinberg as Camille. Uh, it was renewed for a second season in June of 2020, which premiered on June 11, 2021. The series received generally favorable reviews, with its first season earning the title of Critics Pick from Variety. And fellow Saturday Night Live alum and Emmy Award-winning actor Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg has been tapped to co-host Peacock's new holiday culinary competition series, Baking It, from the creators of the crafting competition show, Making It. Their former SNL cast members and friends, Amy Poehler, executive produced via her Paper Kite production banner with Nicole Yaron. Baking It is a six-episode baking series in which eight teams of two talented home bakers join Rudolph and Sandberg uh, Winter Cabin for what is described as a heartfelt and joyful celebration to honor holiday traditions and indulge in, in excess. Uh, contestant duels will include spouses, siblings, best friends, and more and who will work together to create an outstanding, savory, and sweet creation for theme challenges with the hope of winning a cash prize. Now, Rudolph and Sandberg will lead the festivities, also proving comedic commentaries on the action. The Baker's Holiday Treat will be judged by tough critics, four opinionated, real-life grandmothers who happen to be fantastic bakers themselves. Thus far, casting for the grandmas have not been announced. Along with Polar um, and Yaren, uh, Pip Wells, Kate Arend, 
and Dave Becky serve as the executive producers. Making it presented by Polar and Nick Offerman from um, uh, who all, they all, both starred in uh, Park and Recreation had had three seasons since its 2018 debut, and they currently hold a 7.9 out of 10 rating on IMDb. Uh, you know, uh, out with the old Kanye and in with the yay. That's right. Kanye West has petitioned to legally change his name to yay, and this is according to a legal document obtained by Variety. Uh, in order for it to be official, a California judge must sign off, and in many cases the name change must be published in several newspapers. In the court document, West wrote that the name change was for personal reasons but gave no other explanation. On August 26, West will host the third stadium-sized listening party for his upcoming album, Donda, at Soldier Field in his hometown of Chicago. According to a report in the New York Post, West is rebuilding his Chicago childhood home in the middle of the football stadium. The article includes photo of the house or a a fact uh, being constructed on the center of the field. Over the weekend, West wiped his Instagram account and began reposting cryptic new photos, the first of which one of the 1,600-square-foot homes he shared with his beloved late mother, Donda, who passed away suddenly in 2007. And with the original release date set in 2020, then on July 23, 2021, and again on August 6, 2021, it is still unclear when Donda will come out. The past few days have been uh, seen with uh, Wes and Drake, whose upcoming album, Certified Lover Boy, has also been delayed, uh, taking cryptic jabs at each other on social media. they said that uh, the industry source has sources had been buzzing about a potential album release battle, similar to the one that West shared with 50 Cent in 2007, when the pair stacked up sales for their respective records, Graduation and Curtis. And uh, there was just something recently where uh, Kanye had post um, had put uh, Drake's uh, home address uh, on social media. So I guess this is part of the, um, the I guess this is part of the publicity stunt to promote this upcoming album. Um, a judge had ruled that uh, Megan Thee Stallion is clear to release her remix of BTS Butter. The rapper had filed a petition against her record label 1501 Certified Entertainment, along with its CEO uh, Carl Cro- uh, Crawford. Uh, claiming that they were preventing her from releasing the song. The petition argued that blocking the remix release would cause irreparable damage, including a devastating impact to her relationship with her fans and with other recording artists in the music industry. The filing also claimed that by preventing Megan from releasing the song, the label is violating the temporary restraining order placed against them last year. Megan had previously sued 1501 Certified Entertainment and Crawford for allegedly blocking the release of her EP, Sugar. Legal dispute over Megan's contract with 1501 are ongoing. Meanwhile, Meg's remix of Butter is set to drop by the end of this week. I can't wait. Because <laughs> I'm a fan of Megan and I'm a fan of BTS. I can't wait. It's supposed to be released this Friday. So, oh, I can't wait. Right now we got 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Smack that it Ooh, I want you 
That was new music from Leela James and Complicated. Right now we got 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Chloe, Doja Cat, Shawn Mendes, and 21 Pilots are joining the lineup of the performers for the 2021 MTV VMAs taking place live from Brooklyn's Barcade Center on Sunday, September 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern and airing on MTV. On the show, Chloe, one half of the Dewey, Chloe and Holly, will premiere her will premiere her first single, Have Mercy, from her upcoming solo album, while Mendez will perform his new single, Summer of Love, and 21 Pilots will play their single Saturday. The joint... Uh, the, the previous announced lineup was uh, it's uh, Lil Nas X, Lord Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo, Machine Gun Kelly, and Camila Cabello, with more expected to be na- announced. And plans for the audience for the show have yet to be announced. Last year, the VMA show went to a pre-taped studio set format after having to nix its initial Barclays Center location due to the pandemic conditions. This year, telecast is so far set to make good on that rain check and actually broadcast for the arena in Brooklyn, though it believes that producers are still evaluating options about what kind of crowd the live event might play to. The initial crop of performance is heavy with commercial firepower, especially in the case of Rodrigo, who has topped both the album's signature chart for much of this year with Sour and several hit songs from It and uh, and Lil Nas X, whose next album is still in the pipeline, but has been preceded by the internet-breaking Montero Call Me By Your Name and a fresh follow-up song, Industry Baby. Cabello recently released the single Don't Go Yet, which she'll be performing on the VMAs as the first preview of her third album, Familia, which doesn't yet have a release date. 
Machine Gun Kelly will be performing Paper Cuts, a single he released a week ago in advance of his fall album, Born With Horns, which also awaits an official release day. Although it may be difficult to remember at this point that Rodrigo is not a music scene veteran, her VMA performance will be her first on the show. And the single was a, a virtual unknown outside the realm of high school musical fans at this point last year and still has done relatively few performances on t- television or anywhere else as a solo artist. She's been performing good for you on the telecast. And chances are that future rounds of performers will draw further on the VMA list of top-nominated artists, including Justin Bieber with seven nods and Megan Thee Stallion with six. Um, they tied with five nominations apiece are BTS, Doja Cat, Billie Eilish, uh, G- uh, Drake, Lil Nas X, and Rodrigo. And also I want to say they need to add my girl Normani on that list of performers. They said that they, they're supposed to be more expected to be announced. I'm praying because we got to have Normani on, uh, on the show as well. Um, it would be nice to see Normani and uh, Camilla, who are both um, from the group Fifth Harmony, to be back on stage again. So I'm hoping. I even sent a tweet to MTV to please book Normani for the 2021 VMAs. Please. Uh, the surviving members of the band Nirvana and Kurt Cobain's estate are being sued over the 1991 album Nevermind. Spencer Eldon, the man who was featured on the album cover when he was a baby, has filed a lawsuit against the rock band for child sexual exploitation. Spencer filed a legal document to California Central District Court on Tuesday, August 24th. The papers obtained by Pitchfork named the band surviving members Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic, along with the estate of dead frontman Kurt uh, Cobain, uh, production companies, and photographer Kurt Weldell as defendants. Spencer is seeking $150,000 from each of the defendants on unspecified damages to be determined at trial. In addition, he requests that attorney fees and other litigation costs reasonably incurred to be covered. Beyonce and Jay-Z continue to show off their undeniable chemistry. The power couple who has been married for 13 years has made fans go wild as they pose for a new Tiffany & Company campaign. On Sunday, August 22nd, the 39-year-old R&B shared an Instagram picture of herself with her husband in front of the John Michel uh, Miguel Basquet, uh, Basquet painting. The snap saw her looking elegant in a very curve-hugging black dress and a $30 million diamond while her husband looked dashing in a black tuxedo and bow tie. Another snap, meanwhile, displayed Beyonce posing in front of Jay-Z as the hip-hop moguls as he softly touched her face. In another image, the Ivy Park founder could be seen wrapping her arms around her husband's hips as he looked at the camera. And speaking about the ad was Executive Vice President of Product and Communication at Tiffany, Alexandre Arnold. He said that Beyonce and Jay-Z are the epitome of the modern love story. He said, quote, as a brand that has always stood for love, strength, and self-expression, we could not think of a more iconic couple that better represented Tiffany's values. We are honored to have the Carters as part of the Tiffany family, unquote. As part of its promotional push for the year-long campaign, the company is set to release a short film that featured Beyonce's rendition of Moon River from Breakfast at Tiffany's. It will be dropped on September 15th. And the only and this is the latest. There's a lot of people that were a little disgusted by the photo shoot because they said that that fo- that painting by John Michel Basquiat. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. They art enthusiasts were a little upset that they wasn't able to get to see the whole photo, uh, picture painting, and then there were some people that was criticizing how how Jay Z and Beyonce could uh, be doing an ad for diamonds when diamonds are like a blood gem. You know, people would kill and die for these diamonds, and. Uh, Beyonce's mother, Tina Knowles, came to the defense saying that Beyonce, she told these uh, trolls, 
do your research, find out where the diamond comes from, and that the the money that she uh, Beyonce always contributes to uh, H, uh, the H C uh, HSBC uh, um, the the historical black colleges. And she donates, whenever she do things like this, she always do, donate a portion to historical black colleges. So it was a little crazy. It was kind of weird how people were just mad because they were standing in front of this painting and people were upset about it. Uh, Tory Lanez is seemingly still holding a grudge against Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, uh, hours after a judge increased his bail for violating the Savage Femsey restraining order, the rapper was caught liking and retreating a post from a Twitter account hating on her. On Monday, August 23rd, the Canadian star took to Instagram and Twitter to share a video of himself puffing on a cigar while listening to Sizzla, Solid as a Rock. Alongside the clip in which he lip-synced to lyrics, They Will Never Ever Take My Crown, he simply wrote, Keezy. A Twitter page named Megan lied on Tory Lanez, then replied to Tory Post with a GIF. The reply didn't go unnoticed by the Say It MC, who then retweeted and liked the post. However, the owner of the account with the handle at Burner underscore CP33 has decided to change his name to Playboy2X. This arrived after Tory appeared in a court hearing in Los Angeles to address his violation of Megan's restraining order, and in the hearing, a judge ruled that he needs to pay an additional $60,000 in bail, bringing his total to 250000 He also barred from attending any events that Megan is also scheduled to appear at. Uh, Tory, however, apparently didn't worry much about the ruling since he managed to crack jokes after leaving the courtroom. When he was approached by paparazzi, he said, quote, all a mistake. If you're going to get me, get me from my right side, unquote. Tory violated Megan's restraining order after he made a surprise appearance at the baby's Rolling Loud set in July, and at that time, Tory took to the stage by hiding inside a huge costume just right after Megan's set. The baby then told fans that uh, he he would give a, uh, a million dollars if anybody in the audience would guess who was in this costume. And uh, as soon as Tory pulled off the mask, he joined the baby to perform their collaboration single, Scat. Now, Megan was granting a restraining order against Tory in October 2020 after he allegedly shot her in the foot in July that year. And Dead and Company show at City Field in New York on Friday night was marred by the death of a fan. A man fell to the, his death from a balcony at the venue during the band's intermission. He was pronounced dead at the New, at New York Presbyterian Queens Hospital. Fans at the concert tell the New York Post that the man was inebriated and was trying to perform a flip when he fell from the fifth floor balcony onto the concrete floor below. He was at the concert when, with his brother. The tragedy comes days into the band's 31-day tour. The band consists of Bob Weir, Mickey Hart, Bill, uh, Bill Krausman, John Mayer, Hotel Burbridge, and Jeff Shimetti. Their next concert in Philadelphia will go on as a schedule this coming weekend. Full COVID-19 protocol are implemented. And uh, BTS has canceled their Map of the Soul World Tour. The K-pop septic uh, group was uh, originally due to hit the road for the joint at the at the start of their 2020, uh, but due to the COVID-19 pandemic, they've been forced to shelve the run again until they can work out a valuable schedule to put on a performance that will meet their fans' expectations. A statement by BTS record label Big Hit translated from Korean to English that read, Our company has worked hard to resume preparation for the BTS Map of the Soul tour, knowing that all fans have been waiting eagerly and long for the tour. However, due to the change in circumstances beyond their control, it has become difficult to resume performances at the same scale and timeline as previously planned. Therefore, they must announce the cancellation of the BTS Map of the Soul Tour. And once again, please allow us to offer our sincere apology to all fans who have been waiting for the BTS Map of the Soul Tour to resume. 
we are working to prepare a viable schedule and performance format that can meet your expectations and will provide updated notices as soon as possible, unquote. The show was planned in support of the South Korean boy band Map of the Soul series, including the Map of the Soul Persona EP and Map of the Soul 7 LP. The group uh, released their latest album, B, last year. It contained hit singles Dynamite and Life Go On. They are currently enjoying the massive success of their latest single, Butter, and Permission to Dance. So that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time. (coughs) Excuse me. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Uh, tune uh, and stay safe. Make sure you wear your mask. Stay safe. Social distance, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>